Hello and welcome to the Rugby Gods podcast. I'm John Keenan. No my harimai. Today is April 1st and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so this podcast is going to be a Super Rugby preview podcast. Uh, so we'll be covering Super Rugby Aotearoa round 6 and Super Rugby AU round 7. So let's get into the games uh, that are happening this first weekend of April. Alright, so I'm going to start with uh, Super Rugby AU around 7. Uh, two matches there, uh, you know, one team taking the bye, that being the force. Uh, the Friday match will be the Waratahs at home to the Brumbies. Uh, the second match will be uh, on the Saturday, it will be the Rebels at home to the Reds, which is certainly shaping up as a very tasty encounter. Uh, especially uh, as you look at maybe perhaps some of the Reds selections in this match that we'll talk about later. Uh, so yeah, it should be a very interesting one. Uh, Waratahs Brumbies, maybe not so interesting, uh, although obviously I guess everybody will be very interested to see what kind of response uh, the Waratahs can muster uh, after you know just a terrible competition so far uh, and the axing of their head coach, Rob Penny, uh, last week. So yeah, let's get into those two matches, uh, have a little bit of a look through. Uh, the uh, the lineups, I guess, uh, and then you know perhaps I'll give some opinions on you know what I think, uh, what kind of margin I think for the teams or for the uh, results or the fixtures. Uh, so yeah, if we push in there, uh, we have a look. Um, yeah, I guess uh, best thing to do here is to you know pretty much just go through the teams. I try not to do too much of a you know player by player analysis. Uh, maybe good to look at the tight fives. Maybe shout out some people in the back row, uh, have a look at the halves, have a look at the back three, uh, try and skip through it pretty quick. Uh, as I know, uh, it's pretty easy to find the team lineups, uh, and you know, everybody's got an opinion, right? <clears throat> you know, not too much that I can add value there, I don't think. Uh, but you know, if we have a look um, for the Waratahs, uh, they're going in with uh, Dave Porecki uh, at hooker, which is good. Uh, I think he's been playing pretty well this season. It's been used uh, fairly early in the season, he was used on the bench. Uh, but I think he's, you know, their starting hooker and he should be doing that or doing that for them. Um, you know, definitely uh, mixed up their tight five a lot from the start of the year. Um, you know, different locks, uh, you know, they, they're just playing around there. Um, you know, if you have a look um, at the Brumbies, uh, pretty settled. Uh, Harrison Lloyd gets a start uh, at tight head prop, interesting. But, you know, Falau Fainga and James Slipper in there with him, that's uh, a fair amount of quality. Uh, and then Cutter and Neville uh, is playing five, playing lock. Uh, he's been very good throughout the season for the Brumbies. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you definitely have to say, or I would certainly say, um, you know, the Brumbies have a very composed, you know, very good uh, type five there. Uh, and then it's backed up by a great back row uh, in Rob Valentini, Tom Cusack, and Pete Samu. Uh, those three, uh, maybe not the biggest names uh, in, you know, in Super Rugby, uh, but they play very well together. Uh, and, you know, they've been very impressive uh, as a back row. Um, the Brumbies are also bringing through, uh, you know, James Tucker uh, from the bench, who I believe is a New Zealand player uh, who's pushed over to the Brumbies uh, this year. Uh, might have been in and around the Blues and or the Chiefs. I'm, I'm a little bit lost there, actually. Uh, but I do believe uh, he has a New Zealand connection and he's sort of started to get some, uh, you know, game time off the bench and he looks pretty good. So, you know, certainly got some good depth there. Uh, at tight, in the tight five for the Brumbies uh, and the back row is quality uh, and you know uh, that is I guess uh, a potential area of, of decency I'm not sure if that's quite the right word um, for the Waratahs but you know Carla Tizano at seven has been very good uh, and even you know Hugh Sinclair uh, and William Harris 
uh, not too bad. So, you know, like they'll certainly be hoping for something uh, from their, uh, you know, back row of the Waratahs. Uh, but you'd have to say, you know, the, uh, the forward pack looking pretty dominant for the Brumbies. Uh, if you go into the halves, um, you know, the Waratahs have Jake Gordon back, which is nice with Will Harrison. So they've got a little bit of quality there at 9-10, uh, but they'll be up against Nick White and Noah Lalicio, who are, you know, two current uh, Wallabies uh, in the halves there for the Brumbies. Uh, if we push into the back three, uh, I quite like the matchup at fullback. Uh, you know, Jack Maddox, he's back at fullback for the last couple of games, or the last game in this game, uh, which is good to see. They experimented with him on the right wing, I believe, for a while. Uh, probably not the right idea. He'll be taking on Tom Banks, so that's uh, two pretty established, two pretty uh, quality, you know, super rugby level uh, fullbacks, you know, and Tom Banks is certainly, you know, in and around the Australian or the Wallabies setup these days as well. Um, you know, on the wings, uh, Alex Newson for the Waratahs will be marking up against Andy Muirhead, who's certainly playing very well this season. Uh, and James Ram uh, on the left wing will be marking up against Tom Wright. So Tom Wright gets a start there uh, for the Brumbies, uh, which means, you know, Mackenzie Hansen, who has also been very good uh, for the Brumbies, he'll be coming off the bench as the 23. Um, so, yeah, you know, you just got to say, you know, it looks very very good for the Brumbies in the tight five. It looks excellent for the Brumbies in the back row. It looks very good for the Brumbies uh, in the halves, uh, you know, with an Australian or Wallabies combination. Uh, and, you know, they're just doing a lot of good things in the back three as well. Um, so pretty difficult to see exactly where the Waratahs can be good here. Uh, Lalakai for Ketty, who was very good last week. He's playing 12. Uh, I'm not sure if that's one in for him. I think sometimes he plays out at centre at a 13. He's playing 12 this week. Um, you know, they, they look reasonable in the midfield, the Waratahs, or at times they do. Uh, and like I said, you know, they've, they've definitely got their best 9-10 combination starting in terms of Jake Gordon and Will Harrison. Uh, and, you know, they've got the hard-working Carlo Tizano uh, at 7 as well. But, uh, you know, you're certainly reaching towards the bottom of the barrel for sure, uh, looking for highlights there with the Waratahs. Uh, a little bit of a mess, uh, certainly, you know, on and off the field this season. Uh, and the Brumbies are just, you know, super efficient and looking, you know, as good as gold as per usual. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm going for the Brumbies uh, in this one, which I don't think is any surprise to anyone, uh, even though the Waratahs are at home, uh, not too much of a factor this year. Uh, I'm going to give the Brumbies plus 21 in this one. So I'm giving the Brumbies plus 21 uh, in that match. Uh, I've tried to give the Waratahs, um, you know, quite a lot of leeway, and, you know, I haven't really backed them, I don't think, this season. Uh, it, any match, uh, even when they play the force, I believe I picked the force there, uh, but I have given them uh, much closer margins, uh, looking for, you know, performance turnarounds, uh, and they just really haven't provided it all season, uh, and now they've dropped their head coach, they've axed him, uh, Rob Penny, uh, which is a very interesting move, uh, probably probably a little bit uh, reactionary, you'd have to say, uh, you know, pushing into round seven in the, in the competition, I, I think he probably could have just, you know, played out the season, or certainly played out, you know, Super Rugby AU, and perhaps, you know, installed new coaches and or caretaker coaches, uh, which they've done, they've brought in his assistants, um, you know, perhaps he could have done that for the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman uh, tournament. Uh, but, you know, just a lot of upheaval going on uh, in the Waratahs at present, I don't think it's going to change, uh, you know, taking on the Brumbies this weekend. So I've got Brumbies plus 21 in that. Uh, yeah, let's push it on to the second match, the Saturday match in Super Rugby AU. Uh, it'll be the Rebels at home to the Queensland Reds. 
which is going to be really good. Uh, I like that you know the Rebels are coming off a bye. Uh, they're coming off a couple of wins as well, which is you know probably more important. They were very competitive away against the Reds and the Brumbies, um, and you know. Uh, at home, um, you know, I, I like them. You know, I think, uh, I, I wouldn't say I like them for the win, uh, but I, I certainly think they're going to be really, really competitive and it's going to be a really great match. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and like I said just before, I alluded to before, uh, the Reds have picked a pretty experimental 15 as well. You'd have to say there's plenty of players um, that have been, you know, playing bench and or they're playing players out of position. So, you know, perhaps we can have a bit of a look at that. Uh, you know, it could be an interesting one. Uh, so, you know, if you go into the, uh, basically the type five, uh, again, it looks pretty good. Like, pretty, some good matchups here. Like, uh, at hooker, Jordan Ulisi on Brendan Painga Amosa. Um, you know, uh, what else we got there? Lachlan Salakai Lotu on Trevor Hosea, Hosea, or Hosea. Um, yeah, you know, like, a little bit... A little bit interesting there, Taniello Tupo uh, at Lucid, uh, as you would have mentioned, uh, for at Lucid prop that is, uh, for uh, the Reds. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Alex Murphy on the bench uh, to pr provide one-two punch behind Brendan Payne Almosa. It's a, a really good ho hooking combination or hooking depth there for the Reds. Uh, and Angus Blythe uh, on the bench as well at 19, uh, and Seru Iru uh, on the bench at 20. Uh, so, you know, Angus Blythe, Seru Iru, um, they've certainly been starting a lot. Um, they've started as locks, they've started even in the uh, loose forwards in Seru Iru's case. Uh, so they've got quite a lot to bring on there, the Reds. Um, so yeah, you know, you'd have to say uh, Reds, or, you know, Rebels and Reds, they match up fairly well, I think, you know, and I think uh, the Rebels have been probably the most underrated, certainly most underrated by myself, uh, you know, Type 5 uh, in Super Rebel AU. Um, don't have too much to call on on the bench, you'd have to say, uh, you know, whereas the Reds, again, being, you know, slightly experimental, uh, and then just have a lot of depth there with Mafi, Blythe, and Iru uh, on their bench uh, to bring on as energy. So, you know, I think you'd have to hat tip uh, that to the Reds, but I think it'll be quite competitive, certainly in the first, say, you know, 40, 60 minutes of the match. Uh, in the back row, the Reds are coming pretty correct here. Uh, you know, Angus Scott Young at six, Fraser McRae at seven, and Harry Wilson at eight. I think that's about as good as it gets uh, in you know Super Rugby AU in terms of loose forwards. Uh, but you know, um, the Rebels they've got some they've got some quality there as well. You know, Josh Kamini, Richard Hardwick, and Michael Wells again a pretty underrated trio, uh, but they have been going pretty well this year. Uh, and like Robert Viota to back them up as well. Uh, he's pretty reasonable at Super Rugby level. So, you know, I think you've definitely got to say uh, a lot of quality, a lot of depth in the Reds, but I think the Rebels will be pretty competitive here. Uh, if we push out into the backs, it becomes a very tasty. So, um, you know, if the Rebels can be somewhere around parity uh, with the Reds, with a, a, perhaps a slightly disjointed Reds, just in terms of selections, um, you know, the back line is going to be very good to watch or it's going to be a very good matchup or, or just a number of good matchups uh, across this one. So for the Rebels, they've got Joe Powell uh, and Matt Tumoa in the halves and they'll be marking uh, Tate McDermott and James O'Connor for the Reds. Uh, so that's a couple of form halves combinations, you'd have to say. Um, at fullback, the Rebels have Tom Pincus, who again is pretty under the radar, I'd have to say, uh, but he's been playing very well. Uh, he won't be matching up against uh, Jock Campbell. He'll be up against Bryce Hegarty, uh, the veteran. Uh, so, you know, I quite like that matchup for the Rebels. Uh, Hegarty's been playing more as a utility player this year, 
pretty good to start at 15. Um, for the Rebels as well, though, uh, it gets a little bit strange, like Frank Lamani, uh, who you'd probably be used to seeing uh, as a 9 or you know a 21, like a backup halfback. He's going to get the start on the right wing, uh, and he's going to be taking care of Jock Campbell, uh, or trying to, trying his best. Uh, and Jock Campbell, like I said, you know, not playing 15 uh, out of position uh, on the left wing, so quite interesting. Uh, and then on the Rebels left wing, Marika Korambiti uh, will be on Jordan Pattaya, which is a really good matchup. It's a couple of high quality Wallabies there. Uh, but again, you know, Jordan Pattaya, is he a centre really? Uh, I, I kind of feel like he is. Um, but, you know, playing him out there on the right wing, I guess they're hoping that he can contain uh, Korambiti or, like, you know, do his best uh, there. So, yeah, you know, Reds, certainly an interesting back three. You know, Hegarty, Pattaya, and Jock Campbell. Um, you know, all very good players, uh, but, yeah, just interesting to me, uh, just where they put them. Uh, you know, whereas the Rebels coming, you know, well, certainly Pincus uh, at fullback and Kodobidi on the left wing uh, are pretty good quality uh, at Super Rugby level. Frank Lamani, uh, I'm not so sure about that pick, but, you know, best of luck to him. Uh, he's certainly capable of playing there, uh, but I think, or I believe, he's certainly more of a nine uh, than a right winger. So it'd be very interesting to see uh, how he matches up against Jock Campbell. Uh, in the midfields as well, um, you know, Reese Hodge in the midfield uh, up against uh, Hamish Stewart and Hunter Paisami. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, again, I think, you know, you'd have to say quality favours the Reds across the board there, but it just seems a little bit, um, a little bit makeshift or, you know, like they, they just seem to have forced a few selections in there, uh, which is a little bit head-scratching to me. Uh, and they've left out a number of, you know, really uh, high-performing uh, wingers uh, that they've had uh, in the likes of, you know, Vunivalu, um, Dora Sisi, uh, and then even Filippo Dalgunu will be starting on the bench at 23. So, you know, a little bit, a little bit surprising for me. Um, just, yeah, su surprising. That's, that's all I can say. Uh, but I, I'm not against it, not massively against it anyway. Uh, but I think it does, uh, you know, play a little bit into the Rebels' hands who are certainly picking like pretty much a, a pretty strong established team uh, versus something that's a little bit experimental from the Reds uh, and they will be at home as well uh, and in some pretty good form and well rested coming off a bye. Uh, do I think that's enough for the Rebels though? Uh, unfortunately I don't think so. Uh, I think it's going to be really tight though uh, so I think I'm going to go plus five on this to the Reds away. So, you know, plus 21 to the Brumbies uh, in Sydney and plus 5 to the Reds uh, in uh, Melbourne. That's pretty much what I'm picking uh, for the two Super Rugby AU matches. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to them, uh, especially that Rebels match or the Rebels-Reds match. I think it's going to be uh, a really interesting one. And, obviously, you know, the Rebels do need to, you know, pull something out of the fire uh, against the Reds and or the Brumbies uh, in order to, you know, really challenge for that second spot uh, in the competition. So let's push it on now to Suburbia Aotearoa uh, and see what's happening in the two games there. So first game on the Friday uh, is the Crusaders at home to the Highlanders. Uh, the second match on the Saturday uh, is the Blues at home to the Hurricanes. So we'll start off with the Friday match, which is uh, the Crusaders at home to the Highlanders. Um, you know, obviously this is a, a 1v5 match uh, in terms of the present build-up or the, the current uh, standings. Uh, and it's going to be a Highlanders team missing at least six players uh, that they can choose from uh, due to essentially like a team, a breach of team protocol. So the players have sort of been uh, stood down internally for at least one match. That's uh, pretty disappointing, uh, obviously, for uh, the Highlanders. 
especially with such a big match coming up against the Crusaders uh, away in Christchurch. Uh, but, you know, you'd have to say probably uh, two key uh, losses there um, are uh, Josh Iwane, uh, who's been obviously, you know, starting 10 and or 15 uh, somewhere in the mix for the Highlanders. Uh, and then uh, Maka Elitu, who's been playing, um, Marino Maka Elitu, who's been playing eight primarily uh, for the Highlanders, you know, throughout the year. So they're going to be without the services of those two players, uh, and then there's another four players uh, that got stood down as well, uh, but they're, they're fairly peripheral uh, in the scheme of things, uh, and one of them was injured, I believe. So I don't want to talk about uh, off-the-field uh, antics or off-the-field uh, issues too much uh, with this rugby podcast. I'll leave it for others to be uh, you know, sanctimonious about that and you know what rugby players can and can't do, etc., uh, and if, you know, they really should be uh, a role model, you know, for yourself and or your children, or they should just be a professional athlete, I'm going to completely stay out of that. But that is kind of what the Highlanders are embroiled in uh, for another season because they had something similar happen uh, last year as well with the team. Uh, and in fact, uh, in the Mitre 10 Cup uh, for the Otago NPC uh, team, they also had some issues as well. So, you know, there is a real problem, uh, you know, brewing down there in Dunedin as such, um, but I'm going to pretty much stay out of it, other than to say, uh, you know, some people are not able to be picked uh, for this weekend. So who can be picked or who has been picked? Let's uh, stay a little bit more positive on it. Um, you know, if we start with the Crusaders who are at home, well, basically they're going with that all-star type five, which is, you know, four All Blacks and a Samoan International. So that's Moody, Taylor, Ala Alatoa, Scott Barrett, and Sam Whitelock. Uh, so, you know, pretty ridiculous, uh, you know, tie five there that pretty much no one has really been able to measure up to. Uh, you'd say the Blues, um, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, were, had something to say about it a little bit uh, in their match a couple of weeks back. But other than that, extremely strong, you know, tie five uh, that's going to match up very well against anyone. For the Highlanders, uh, they do have Ash Dixon starting at hooker with Liam Coltman, 16, uh, reserve hooker, so a great one-two punch there. Uh, they've also got Tokalahi and De Groot uh, as their props, uh, backed up by uh, Aidan Johnston and Josh Honick. So they've certainly got some super rugby quality, uh, if not international quality, uh, in the propping stocks in the front row. Uh, and Ash Dixon and Liam Coltman, uh, you know, certainly a really good one-two punch uh, to try and counter, you know, the dynamic Cody Taylor. Uh, in the second row, though, Paddy Paddy Parkinson is pretty much coming back from a fairly lengthy uh, injury layoff. It's only his second game. Uh, and then Bryn Evans, uh, the experience and class of Bryn Evans. But you'd have to say, or I was certainly going to say, that without too much disrespect, I hope, I think Bryn Evans looks uh, to be a player who's perhaps, you know, a year, two years past his absolute best. Uh, you know, he's a very, uh, you know, a, a real veteran uh, in both, you know, Super Rugby uh, and in the Northern Hemisphere, and you know, certainly you know there there are things that he brings to the team, no doubt. Uh, but I think he is, you know, perhaps one or two years past his absolute prime. And then Putty Putty Parkinson, you know, coming back from you know uh, a fairly significant injury. So I think they're going to be a little bit um, you know underpowered slash dominated by the you know current All Black locking duo of Scott Barrett and Whitelock, Sam Whitelock, that is. So yeah, you know, looking pretty tough <coughs> for the Highlanders uh, in the Type Five, you'd have to say. Um, the back row, uh, 6-7-8, is a little bit more competitive, you'd have to say, uh, with Makaili Tu not being available. It gives Kazuki Haimino, um, you know, a straight shoot at starting eight, uh, which I think he deserves anyway, uh, but it's made it a very, you know, simple equation. 
uh, especially because Liam, Liam Squire, uh, I believe, is up for the season as well. Um, so, you know, no ma no maka elituu for this week at least, and then le no Liam Squire for the rest of the season. Uh, I think we're going to see quite a lot more of Kazuki Hainino, who was very good off the bench uh, last week against the, the Hurricanes. So he gets to start at eight. Uh, he's going to be working in tandem with Shannon Frizzell at six. Uh, so, you know, hopefully those two can be pretty dominant uh, and have something to say uh, against the likes of Cullen Grace, Ethan Blackadder, uh, and Sione Habili. Um, you know, Habili on Billy Harmon, that would be pretty interesting as well. Uh, you know, two ex-teammates. Uh, you know, Billy Harmon is certainly your out and out classical seven as such. Sione Habili is a little bit makeshift there, you'd have to say. Uh, but he's certainly been doing you know, pretty well in the role. Uh, since taking over from Tom Christie and his injury uh, a couple of games ago. Uh, so, you know, like I, I always kind of underrate this Crusaders uh, loose forward trio, uh, but they seem to just continue to deliver and deliver, uh, you know, week after week. They were certainly massive against the Blues a couple of weeks back. Um, so, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see uh, if the Highlanders can get some dominance there. Uh, or if, you know, the Crusaders sort of like roll on and just work, you know, as a in, in tandem uh, or like as a fantastic combination as they have for most of the season. It'll be a really interesting one, uh, you know, but, and I hope for the game, um, you know, Jaimino and Frizzell can really stamp their mark on it there. Uh, if we go into the halves, uh, the Crusaders are starting with Mitchell Drummond uh, and Richie Mwanga. Uh, the Highlanders are starting with Falafa Fakataba uh, and Mitch Hunt. So pretty interesting, uh, just in terms of, you know, again, Mitch Hunt automatic selection at 10 uh, with no Josh Iwane. Uh, probably would have got the nod anyway, I think. Uh, Falao Fakatava starting over Aaron Smith, pretty interesting. Um, and then Mitchell Drummond starting over Bryn Hall, uh, again, you know, for the Crusaders, pretty interesting. Uh, I really do rate Mitchell Drummond uh, as a 21, as like a finishing 9, um, you know, pretty decent super rugby halfback anyway. Uh, but I certainly feel like 21 is his calling. Um, you know, and for La Fakatava, he certainly adds energy behind Aaron Smith. But obviously, you know, they're going to give him a pretty solid, you know, 50-55 minutes at the start of the game uh, this time around. Perhaps, uh, you know, they, they want him to, you know, make a few more plays. Uh, you know, maybe get the Highlanders, you know, cranking and firing. Uh, just executing maybe just a little bit better. Uh, and not having to, you know, pressure him to come up with the goods you know, when they're perhaps already down by 10 or something in the match. So I kind of like the Fakatava pick uh, in terms of having him ahead of Aaron Smith. Obviously, Aaron Smith is, you know, quality international halfback, but I think, you know, he can share the duties, uh, and I certainly think he can come on and contribute, uh, you know, for the final sort of 25, 30 minutes. Uh, and I think Fakatava will do very well uh, with extra time, just a little bit more uh, composure into his match, or like, you know, by starting. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that, actually, for the Highlanders. Uh, I think the Mitchell Drummond start, I, I just, I never really see it be that successful. But, you know, best of luck to everybody playing there. You know, you've got to say, you know, Drummond, Mwanga, uh, you know, backed up by Brent Hall. It's just quality. Um, but, you know, Mitch Hunt running things at 10. Hopefully we can get, you know, a stellar game out of him uh, as he is an ex-Crusaders man as well. Uh, much like Billy Harmon at 7. Uh, so, you know, hopefully a couple of big games there from, you know, the Highlanders 7, Billy Harmon, uh, and the Highlanders 10, Mitch Hunt. Uh, but, you know, you'd, you'd have to give it uh, to the informed halves of the Crusaders at present. Uh, and, you know, again, like I've said a couple of times, no Josh Iwane, so it makes things just a touch weaker there for the Highlanders. Um, you know, the midfield looking rock solid for the Crusaders with David Habili and Jack Goodhue. That combination just seems to work. Like, those two guys seem to really bounce off each other and know, you know, what each other is doing. 
it's just one of those sort of intangible, you know, sort of connections that is just great or seems to be brewing into something great. Um, on the other side of things, you know, Thomas Umanga Jensen's going to get the start at 12. He looked pretty reasonable off the bench against the Hurricanes, scored a try last week. Uh, and again, he's kind of gifted his spot uh, due to uh, Seal Tompkinson being one of those six people or six players that cannot be selected this week. Uh, and he'll be pairing up with Michael Collins at centre, who, you know, you'd have to say has been a little bit of a persona non grata uh, so far. Hasn't played too many games, but the couple of starts he's had, at least one or two starts he's had, uh, I haven't really seen too much out of him, so he'll certainly be looking for a bigger game, you know, or certainly the Highlanders will be hoping he's got something more to give, uh, taking on Jack Goodhue there at centre. If you push out into the back three as well, uh, you know, Will Jordan at fullback on Connor Garden Bashup, um, you know, there's definitely, well, you know, there's definitely a little bit of uh, a class gap there, you'd have to say. Uh, George Bridge returning from a very long and lengthy injury from last year. Uh, he'll be mucking up against John Nariki, so that will be pretty interesting. George Bridge, kind of like safe as houses, very dependable, much like um, I would say Wes Hurston, but you know, obviously, you know, maybe a, a step or you know, certainly a step, maybe two steps above Hurston in terms of class. But they're both that kind of like beautiful, like positional covering, just core roles kind of winger. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, George Bridges' first assignment is essentially containing, you know, the excitement machine, Jonah Nariki. Uh, although, you know, Nariki has had his own injury problems over the last few weeks. Uh, so, you know, that could be, uh, you know, a little bit of an interesting one uh, just to see exactly who beats who there. Uh, on the other side of things, though, you know, Lester Fanganuku on the left wing, he's going to get a look at Scott Gregory. Uh, again, you know, being gifted a start, you would say. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think that is a real mismatch uh, for the Crusaders to exploit. Um, you know, haven't seen much of Scott Gregory or really haven't seen anything, I, I don't think, of Scott Gregory this year. Uh, and Lester Fanganuku is just in hot form. So, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure the Crusaders will be uh, trying to get a one-on-one uh, with Scott Gregory and, and Fanganuku as much as possible. Uh, and they've certainly got, uh, you know, the back line uh, to make that happen. Um, you know, and they'll just be looking for, you know, quality containment. Uh, and finishing, you know, from George Bridge up against Jonah Nariki. And then you've just got Will Jordan to do pretty much everything, uh, you know, against Conor Bashir. So, you know, I'd really have to say, you know, Crusaders look really good in that back three. Uh, the Highlanders look pretty makeshift, uh, you know, and it could be a real weakness for them. So, you know, best of luck to the Highlanders, uh, but you'd be an uh, extremely brave man um, to be putting uh, any money on them doing the business in Christchurch uh, against this current Crusaders outfit, uh, especially with all the turmoil that's going on uh, in the Highlanders. Um, so, yeah, I think for this one, um, I've got the Crusaders. I've actually pushed them out uh, even larger. I think I had them plus 15 or plus 14. Um, but, you know, with the, um, you know, the, basically the suspensions to six players, uh, I've pushed that out to plus 19. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Crusaders plus 19 at home against the Highlanders. It's pretty hard for me to pick, uh, you know, Super Rugby Aotearoa matches uh, with big margins. Uh, but I'm trying to learn my lesson here because <clears throat> I've certainly been undercooking uh, some of the Crusaders' performances against some of the other super teams. You know, generally I feel pretty comfortable picking like a plus five, plus ten kind of margin uh, for sides, uh, you know, Super Rugby sides matching up. But I think for this one here, you know, Crusaders rested, they're at home, they're 4-0, and uh, and the Highlanders are certainly in a little bit of disarray in terms of, you know, off the field antics. Uh, and that's just got to rub in 
uh, to you know the actual you know the actual team uh, that's going to run out there tomorrow on Friday, or I certainly feel like it will. Um, so yeah, you know I got Crusaders there plus nineteen. Um, best of luck. You know I hope the Highlanders can make it a lot closer than that, uh, but you know I just really can't see it being much closer. So yeah, I'm gonna push it on to uh, the second match in Super Rugby Aotearoa, the Saturday match, which will be the Blues at home to the Hurricanes. Uh, so that's a two and two Blues that have lost their last two matches, coming up against a one and three Hurricanes that won their last match and really should have won, you know, the match two weeks before that as well, uh, be the Chiefs. But we won't uh, relitigate that. So let's move it on and see, you know, what's what we've got or what's playing out in front of us. Um, so yeah, you know, if we start the Blues, they're going on pretty strong this week. Uh, they're going with uh, Tuna Kiafi and Tonga Fase to start at one and three. So they're going in with you know their two probably most established um, you know all black uh, tight head loose head props uh, that they've often been using on the bench uh, the last well certainly for the last two or three weeks now. Uh, so they're getting starts uh, along with Latero Tolai, um, you know who's been you know their rake their uh, you know their go to hooker. Uh, Lenny Apisai will be backing things up from 16 uh, as Kurt Eklund is suspended. Uh, that means, you know, Hodgman and Laulala, who have been favoured to start recently, they're on the bench for energy at 17 and 18. So it's a really, you know, it's a very good front row, very good, very deep front row. Uh, although you'd have to say, you know, Hooker is perhaps a, a touch weak, especially compared to what, you know, the Hurricanes will be fielding. Uh, in the second row, in the locks, uh, Jared Cowley Tuioti and Sam Dari uh, are starting there. Uh, no Patrick Tui Pelotu, uh, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, and Josh Goodhue on the bench <clears throat> for a little bit of experience behind Dari. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting. Some very interesting picks there, you'd have to say. Um, and then that means that uh, in the back row, uh, Tom Robinson is going to captain the Blues from six. So Tom Robinson, who's been really good as like a super sub 20 for the last sort of two, three weeks now, he's actually been given the captain's armband. He's going to start six, which pushes Akira Yuane to 20. Uh, and then Dalton Papali'i stays at seven with Hoskins Tutu at eight. So you'd have to say that is a fairly revamped or rejigged uh, you know, like Blues outfit there, certainly pretty different to uh, what took on the Hurricanes uh, in round one. Um, so yeah, I, I like it in, in ways I like it, uh, in other ways I think, you know, like it is, you know, a touch weak. Uh, obviously, you know, like Patrick Tui Pelotu would be there if he was fit. So that's a bit of a dagger for them. Um, you know, Akira Yuani on the bench, that's uh, pretty interesting to me. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Noka Eklund, who was actually playing very well uh, as their backup hooker at 16 uh, before his suspensions. Oh, before his suspension, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, you know, um, I think that's that's certainly uh, a better a better matchup for, for the Hurricanes uh, than what they got to look at in uh, round one. Uh, if we do have a look at the Hurricanes, uh, they're coming back to Fraser Armstrong. They've got Dane Coles in for his second start, second week, second start and Tyrell Lomax, so there's uh, plenty of experience there, uh, and it's pretty reasonable. Uh, Coles is going to be backed up by Ricky Riccatelli, uh, as Asafa Amor is still one week away uh, from being fit. Uh, so yeah, another week for Ricky Riccatelli to come off the bench pretty early in the second half, you'd imagine, behind Dan Coles. Um, at prop, they've got Xavier Numea and Tabita Mafaleo uh, as their reserve props behind Lomax and Armstrong. 
So I like that. Um, you know, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I'd be really happy seeing Xavier Numier actually start, to be honest, um, which I think he's been doing uh, over the last couple of games for the Hurricanes. Uh, but having him on the bench, uh, not too much of a problem for me. Uh, and I think Mafaleo, to be the Mafaleo that is, uh, is pretty good, you know, super good prop. So, you know, the Hurricanes have got pretty decent uh, front row there to contest things. You'd have to say they're going to be a little bit underpowered, though, uh, compared to, you know, what uh, the Blues can throw at them, like, throughout the match with, you know, four high-quality props. In the second row, <clears throat> the Hurricanes have gone back to James Blackwell uh, to partner Scott Scrafton, uh, and that means Isaiah Walker-Leoweri will be on the bench. I have to say I'm pretty disappointed with that pick. I'd really like to see the continuation of two big men uh, in terms of you know, like Scrafton and Walker Leoweri uh, with perhaps you know, James Blackwell as a 19-20, uh, you know, backing them up uh, for energy uh, and basically just being a six-lock swingman. Uh, I just don't really feel like James Blackwell justifies his place. He's, he's definitely an undersized lock um, and he's kind of not big enough to be a six-enforcer. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit lost as to what it is that the Hurricanes see so much in James Blackwell. He plays a lot of minutes for them. Um, you know, sometimes he's yeah, pretty industrious, you know, you must say. He certainly, you know, puts his body on the line. Um, but, you know, I really just feel uh, that the Hurricanes could get a lot more from him or a lot more out of him, uh, you know, playing him as a 19 that could cover six lock. Uh, you know, that allows you to maybe play an out-and-out -out open side or, you know, like a, a big man 6'8". Uh, you know, at 20, um, you know, I just I just don't see why he needs to start. And I think it was very effective last week. Scott Grafton and Walker Leoweri, two big guys, uh, did a lot of work uh, in, the, in the second row. But, you know, Blackwell gets to start with Grafton. So there you go. Uh, in the loose forwards, it's pretty much uh, the same as, you know, Reed Prince at 6, Duplessis Karifi 7, and Adi Sabia 8. That sort of seems to be uh, what the Hurricanes have settled on uh, as, you know, their go-to, um, you know, loose forward unit uh, with Devin Flanders backing things up at 20. So, you know, again, <clears throat> yeah, you know, why not? Um, I'm not, not a huge fan of reprinted, to be honest, uh, but he's certainly been putting in a pretty high work rate um, over the last couple of games, and he's certainly been better than he was uh, at the start of the season. So, you know, keep going with him, why not? Um, if we push in, you know, and Karifi and Adi Salvia, they essentially pick themselves, uh, you know, with Flanders for energy. Um, if we go into uh, the backs, if we have a look at the Blues, uh, they're going to kick on with Sam Nock. He's going to get the start this week, so there's a huge amount of rotation going on uh, at that Blues 9 jersey. Uh, had a couple of weeks of Jonathan Ruru, uh, had a couple of weeks of uh, Finlay Christie, now we've got a week of Sam Nock. Um, it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, they, they really seem quite unsettled at 9, uh, whereas Oteri Black seems to have a mortgage on 10, uh, sort of no matter how badly he plays, uh, they don't seem to want to, you know, get, say, Stephen Perifera uh, a look at 10 or even shift Harry Plummer into 10. I was thinking that Oteri Black would be, his head would have to be pretty damn close to being on the chopping block this week. Um, and the Blues being at home and taking on, you know, a relatively average Hurricanes for 2021, I thought it might have been the time that the Blues would experiment and, you know, give Perifera, um, you know, a start at 10, um, you know, and or Harry, Harry Plummer, uh, but not to be. Uh, they've experimented at halfback and gone for, you know, a third halfback, probably a third new halfback in three weeks or three games, I think, for the Blues. Uh, so really rotating that, but retaining Oteti Black at 10. 
for the Hurricanes, it'll be the third week in a row, or uh, third game in a row, that Luke Campbell and Auburn Ledger uh, are teaming up. Uh, and I have to say, uh, as makeshift as it has been, um, it's it's gone pretty well the last couple of weeks. So, you know, best of luck to them. They've certainly you know, outperformed expectations. Um, yeah, so well done. Uh, in the midfield, Nani Lamape, Billy Proctor, TJ Fani, Rico Ioane. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting stuff. Um, you know, obviously Rico Ioane is playing really well uh, at centre, although he'd be pretty disappointed at how many missed tackles or like how many times he was run through by Quinty Paya uh, last week. I'm sure Nani Lamape was taking a few notes there and, and thinking, well, you know, if uh, Quinty Paya can do that, so can I. So uh, we might see a slightly more ball-hungry Nani Lamape than we have uh, for the last couple of weeks. That would be my pick. Uh, and I think, you know, that might be why uh, Harry Plummer is on the bench and TJ Fayani has sort of like bulked up the Blues midfield there. Billy Proctor starting at 13 again. Uh, again, I, I just don't feel like I can be on board with that. You know, I, I'm not on board with the James Blackwell start. I'm not really on board with the Billy Proctor start, to be honest. Uh, I think when you've got someone like Peter Lumanga Jensen, uh, you've got to play him, you've got to start him. Uh, you know, he was an all-black level player last year and he was, you know, really good uh, for the franchise. Uh, and I think he just deserves to be given that 13 spot. Billy Proctor has a huge amount of versatility, um, and, you know, best of luck to him. I, I'd love to see him in a 23, uh, but I'd like to see him actually in the 23 jersey, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, he can certainly back up the midfield, he can back up the wings, he can back up fullback, and I think you basically just want him to be keeping his powder dry on the bench and to inject him, you know, where you need him injected late in the match. You start him at 13, uh, you're taking away a lot of that versatility. Uh, that's just my thoughts. So, yeah, I'd really like to see, you know, um, basically, you know, what would you say? Uh, you know, players that are, you know, just out and out. Um, yeah, I don't like the word, the word or the term is escaping me right now. But, you know, like players that, you know, essentially are just, you know, truly positional players. Um, you know, for example, I mean, what I'm trying to say there is, you know, Peter Emanuel Jensen, you know, I think... You've got to say he's, you know, pretty much a standalone center slash 13. And I really want to see, you know, him start and play 13. You know, I don't really want to see him on the bench as a 22, 23, trying to cover two or three roles. I just don't think he really does it very well. Uh, it's much the same with Nani Mape. I think, you know, either you start him uh, or maybe you don't even have him in the 23. Whereas a player like Billy Proctor, you can certainly have him, you know, uh, on, on your bench and he's going to be really good for, you know, 20, 25 minutes at the back end in about five different places. So why not use him like that? Uh, pushing out into the back three, um, Stephen Perifera on Jordi Barrett, uh, Mark Talia on Salisi Reasi, pretty tasty matchup, and Caden Clark on Julian Savia. Uh, so there's a huge amount of fireworks in that back three. Um, again, uh, pretty disappointed, I'd have to say, to see Wes Hurston lose his starting spot, his 14 spot, to Julian Savia. Um, but, you know, like, hey, good luck to Savia, Julian Savia. He's a very, you know, established, classy, quality player, uh, and hopefully we could get something out of him, right? Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, though. Um, they've got him sort of mismatched out, of, out on the right wing, uh, where he hasn't played that much in his career. He's going to be taking on Caleb Clark. Uh, or marking opposing Caleb Clark. So, yeah, it's sort of a little bit like yesterday versus today, if you know what I mean. Uh, and usually today beats yesterday, especially in the back three. So, you know, that could be uh, a, a bit of a bad matchup uh, for the Hurricanes. But, you know, best of luck to Julian Savia.
on the other side of things, you know, Mark Talia and Silesi Rayowski, that's very tasty. Uh, you know, Mark Talia has been a little bit up and down this year, you'd have to say, uh, but Silesi Rayowski is in hot form. Uh, and I think, you know, hopefully those two guys can turn up and just play to their potential uh, and it's just going to be banging. So I'm really looking forward to that tussle. Uh, and then, you know, at fullback, you know, Jordy Barrett is an out-and-out classy, you know, fullback 15. Uh, Steve Perfetta is a bit makeshift there. Uh, and again, um, you know, the Blues just don't seem to want to play around with that axis, like with that, uh, you know, 10-15, O'Teddy Black, Steve Perfetta axis. They don't really want to give an out-and-out fullback a crack, um, you know. So, yeah, you know, again, I think the Hurricanes have got to, got to get a little bit of, you know, continuation of um, Ball Hungry Geordie, uh, you know, and get him a few looks at Steve Perifera, get him a few looks uh, at, you know, TJ Fiani, uh, get him a few looks perhaps even at Mark Tillia and O'Teddy Black. So, yeah, you know, I like uh, the back three there. Uh, I certainly like Rayazzi and Tillia, uh, and I like Barrett on Perifera, but I'm very concerned uh, for Julian Salvia on Caleb Clark. So, you know, it's going to be pretty difficult to, to call that, you know, maybe slightly favouring the Blues, I'd have to say. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Overall, uh, two pretty interesting teams. Uh, definitely different uh, from what happened in round one. Um, yeah, just a little bit lost in terms of like what the Hurricanes have in terms of energy uh, to bring on. Uh, you know, the Blues have AJ Lamb at twenty three, which I think is a very good pick. Uh, he's going to be very exciting. Uh, you'd imagine uh, they're going to want to try and get you know 50, 60 minutes out of Mark Talia, uh, and then you know give AJ Lamb a shot. Uh, you know, mucking up against Realsi, I guess. Um, you know, and they've obviously got Harry Plummer at 22 as well, uh, which could be, you know, essentially putting O'Teddy Black a little bit on notice there and saying, you know, boy, you've got to, you've, you've definitely got to step your game up. Uh, otherwise, Harry Plummer's getting, you know, 20, 30 minutes at the end here. So I think there's some pretty, pretty clear-cut, established roles for as to what you know Jonathan Ruru is doing at 21 <clears throat> as you back up nine what Harry Plummer is doing or is potentially doing for you uh, if needs be and what AJ Lamb is doing uh, you know in reverse for the Hurricanes you know Jonathan Talmatene uh, you know you, you've got to have a reserve halfback of some description so that's pretty much why he's got that job uh, he's been in pretty bad form you'd have to say throughout the, the season uh, looked a little bit better last week, I must say, uh, but I don't think the Hurricanes are expecting too much from him, uh, other than to just, you know, probably play 15, 20 minutes at the end and, you know, hopefully keep his error rate down. Uh, that's not exactly, you know, uh, a lot of confidence, or certainly not, <laughs> that's not a lot of confidence from me. Um, 22, Peter Umanga Jensen, again, it's like, I just haven't seen uh, any sort of impact from him uh, at 22 as a bench player. I don't think it's really his kind of role. Uh, and then 23, Wes Hurston, uh, again, I just don't really feel like uh, coming on perhaps for Julian Sapia, uh, probably, uh, or perhaps, uh, you know, coming on and playing even fullback uh, so that Jordy can push him to 10 to finish the game. Uh, again, I, I just don't see Wes Hurston in that sort of like utility role, in that reserve role. Uh, I think he's, you know, an out-and-out 14. So, you know, I, I just don't see much energy. I don't see much uh, on the bench there for the Hurricanes. Uh, I'd love to be proven wrong, whereas I see some pretty clear plans, some pretty clear and obvious plans uh, for the Blues uh, in reverse. Uh, Devin Flanders to come on for energy at 20 uh, versus Akira Yuani to come on for energy at 20 for the Blues. I think that's going to be a really good matchup uh, in the back rows. Uh, and yeah, I'll be looking forward to Isaiah Walker-Leobetti, um, you know, getting back into the fray as well, as well as Ricky Riccatelli at 16. 
uh, for the Hurricanes. So yeah, uh, you know, both 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 sides have you know positives and, and negatives on their reserves. I think, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm actually going to continue to go uh, on the Hurricanes train. Uh, you know, I've it's been a tough one this year. You know, had to swallow three losses, uh, but they were pretty convincing last week away against the Highlanders, uh, and you know the Blues are certainly on a slide. Uh, and I don't think that's the strongest Blues team that I've seen uh, over the last couple of years. That's certainly a fair bit weaker than it has been uh, on, in other weeks. Um, and I, you know, I just feel like the Blues are a tick off in terms of you know uh, momentum, whereas the Hurricanes are building. Um, so you know, I'm actually going to go for the underdog pick here. Uh, I'm going to back my boys. Uh, I'm going to say the Hurricanes plus two. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking for there. I'm looking for a really close, dogged, dow little victory. Uh, just grind it out, basically, at the end there, Hurricanes. Um, I guess, you know, who knows Who knows what the weather's going to be doing, all that. Uh, it could be very free-flowing, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I'm looking for the Hurricanes to get out and up early. And I'm looking for the Blues to come back hard. But I'm looking for the Hurricanes to, you know, basically have enough steel uh, to, you know, to, to seal off the match. That's what I'm hoping for. So yeah, that's my two picks there for Super Aotearoa. Uh, you know, Crusaders, I think they're going to do it very easily on Friday night, plus 19. And the Hurricanes away, I think they're going to do it really tough, plus two, uh, up in Auckland against the Blues. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it from me. Um, so, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, if you did, uh, I've got a Facebook page, so if you can, or if you use Facebook, uh, Podcast. I'm pretty sure if you search for that, you'll find it. Um, you know, please give me a like and or a follow there. Feel free to send me a private message and or a comment as well. Uh, I love talking rugby with people, um, you know, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but yeah, you know, just good things, just... Anywhere where you're listening to this, any uh, podcasting platform, like, please give me a like or, you know, whatever is a favorable thing to do, right? Give me a like, a rating, follow, whatever. Those would be all good things. Uh, and, you know, please, you know, feel free to share this around uh, to any of your friends. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. So I hope you're well. Uh, I hope life is treating you kindly. I hope uh, you're doing good things. And I hope good things are happening for you. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Should be a good one. Um, yeah, but you know, certainly looking forward to the Super Rugby Aotearoa matches, uh, and I am also uh, really looking forward uh, to that Rebels Reds match as well. So yeah, um, you know, pretty much gonna leave it at that. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, I will be back next week to talk some more rugby. Obviously, uh, you know, do a bit of a review, a bit of a debrief of Super Rugby, AU and Aotearoa. Uh, but also uh, have a little bit of a shoot around internationally uh, and have a look at what's been going on in the Japanese Top League uh, and Major League Rugby in North America. But, you know, that's for next week. So I'm going to sign out there. So kakite noa. I'll see you again. Goodbye.